0: Hi and welcome. If you're the type of business owner or investor that gives themselves a hard time, you've got a lot of negative self-talk, you criticize yourself, beat yourself up, feel shame or guilt, you're going to want to watch this week's show. It should be enlightening and very freeing for you. See you on the inside. This morning I worked with a business client of mine she is an amazing human being really big-hearted she has an amazing mission for her business just an incredible person a very warm person and she's come to me she's a client of ours and we're helping her to build her business to scale it so that she's got way more profit and a lot more free time which is something that we specialize in. But we do something a bit different to a lot of business coaching organizations. We work very closely with our business owners, right down into the depths of their psyches. Why? Well, you can't separate how a business owner thinks, what they believe, or their emotional dispositions from how they run their business. You can give them all the great strategies in the world, which we do. But unless this thing's cleaned up, meaning the body-mind, their personal consciousness, they will not be impactful and they will not implement those strategies effectively. The mind is important. In talking to my client this morning, one of the things that I quickly picked up is that she has a part of her, part of her personality that beats herself up, that gives her a hard time. And I'm sure some of you watching this will recognize this in yourself. So it's like she's got this part of her that constantly watches her and judges her for the areas that she fails up to, to live to this concept of perfection. And this part especially could look back on her past and see all sorts of things that she did not do right and see all sorts of things where she perceived she had failed or had done the wrong thing. And hindsight's wonderful, like that, isn't it? We can see the mistakes that we have made. But in seeing those mistakes, as I said, there's just a beating up of self. The uh, part of the personality involved in this often what we might call the judge, or it could be the inner critic, and we may dig into these as we move into this show. You know, as I said before, the judge is there well, you didn't do this properly and you, you failed there and you hurt this person and that stuffed up, you should have done better. So let's just start with, well, why would we want to address that? Why would we want to do something about that if we were business owners with those patterns? Well, first of all, there's a, a, a key principle involved. And the, the first principle is that the more shame and guilt a person has, the less deservability they have. So you kind of understand this. So conceptually, if you experience, or experientially, from an experience perspective, if you are giving
1: yourself a hard time beating yourself up, running yourself down... ...business owner, tired of working so hard for so little, want to scale your business so you earn far more working far less so you can do more of the stuff you love with the people you love. Book a free chat with Perry Marden by going to www.perrymarden.com to see how he can help you. Perry is a wizard with people, with a genius for reading personalities. He has a highly developed strategic mind and has guided over 65 business owners to build independently functioning businesses that run themselves. Go to perrymarden.com to book your free chat now. That's an aggressor part of the personality. As I said, the inner critic, the
0: judge, maybe. There could be some other sub-personalities involved. Sub-personalities are different parts that make up the psyche. And as they beat you up, it's also going to trigger another part of your personal consciousness, and we can say this for all human beings. It will trigger, unless they're psychopathic, (laughs) uh, for any normal human being, that beating oneself up will trigger low self-worth. And the sense of, see, I'm no good, I'm not good enough, uh, and maybe I should be doubting myself. Um, so I'm no good. So the moment that you've got, I'm no good, you know, I could have done better, um, and the other part saying, look, you see, you're no good, you're hopeless, you should have done that better, I'm not going to forgive you, I'm going to give you a hard time. That's all what we call punishment energy. So they're punishment emotions, you're, you're punishing yourself. It's supposed to say you've got these two beings in you. This is just a good way of saying it. The punisher, and then there's a part of you that goes, yeah, see, I am no good, I am hopeless. Okay? Now, if you've got the, I'm no good, I'm hopeless, you'll feel like you don't deserve. This is why I said about this sets up low deservability. And the punishing parts are also saying, you don't deserve. Now, this is archetypal. Okay? Archetypal. Let me explain that. So, regardless of culture, regardless of time, you will punish yourself or feel less than if you don't agree with the value structures of your hierarchy. Now, what I mean by your hierarchy, okay, so if you grow up in a family and your family um, uh, teach you to be, you know, don't cry don't show any emotions, be be tough, keep away from emotions. If, if you show emotions like you're crying, it'll make your entire uh, family uncomfortable and you'll pick up quickly. Well, geez, there's something wrong with me if I uh, cry. People reject me if I cry. So what that sets up, of course, is this idea of perfection. This is how I'm supposed to be as a person. And each family unit will have their idea of perfection, um, and not on each family unit. Each each school you go to will have their idea of perfection. Each social tribe will have their idea of perfection. Your culture will have that an idea of perfection. Your um, <laughs> your uh, uh, you know the, in, entire society. The entire world has uh, these ideas and models of perfection that change over time and change between tribes, between, change between social structures and change between families. Okay, So, first of all, they, they're, they're not truths, they're givens. Okay? So, as an example, uh, I always like to think of this as uh, uh, Ragnar from the show The Vikings. Okay, Or the woman loved Ragnar because he was the most violent of of warriors. He would go in and take his Vikings in and rape and pillage the the local villages and bring back all the um jewelry and gold and what have you. And they all looked at him as a hero. He was the the man to, to, to be. So obviously that became a, a hierarchical structure that man wanted to live up to. And if you weren't that you might give yourself a hard time. If you are a coward or scared or weren't aggressive, you give yourself a hard time. Now of course In these days, Ragnar would be looked at as as a beast. The woman wouldn't like him. They'd be appalled by his behavior because um, value systems of hierarchies come about with what's required to survive. Um, And back then, different behaviors were rewarded because those behaviors helped us survive. Let's keep away from that. You can see I've got a grand interest in these types of things, human behavior, where it's come from, what the reasons are for it. So with this, um, bring it back to the client this morning. So here she is, she's got these models of perfection. She looks back at her past, and she can see all these things that she, based on her perceptions, has failed at, based on her models of perfection. And she's beating herself up, which lowers her sense of deservability. This is where I need to go. If you've got a lowered sense of deservability, what will happen is, unconsciously, you will not reward yourself. You will push away things that will reward you. Because, as I said before, it's archetypal. And if you are good, look at all uh, reward structures are based on you being good and complying to the values of the hierarchy. Now, let's just use some basic examples here. At... uh, if you're a, if you grew up in the west in a in a christian based culture you know you learned that father christmas will bring you uh, presents if you are a good boy or a good girl and uh, when you're out with mummy or daddy and if you be quiet and you 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 toe the line and you're a good boy or a good girl you'll get a treat you'll get an ice cream and Uh, Let's just take this even further. If you go to school, you get rewarded with good marks. If you do the things that please the teachers and pass the exams. And the opposite is true. If you are a bad boy or a bad girl, Father Christmas is not going to deliver any presents you're not going to get any easter eggs from the easter bunny and then we can extend this into humans beings projections into religion if you are a good boy or a good girl you get rewarded in whatever your religion's version of heaven is and if you've been a bad boy or a bad girl you will get punished in your religion's version of hell so it's a, a archetypal process to be rewarded for doing good and being right, and punished for being bad and wrong. So people carry that around in their unconscious as a model, a map of meaning. And if you've got as we talk, what we're talking about today with these parts, the inner critic, the judge, the inner punisher beating you up, and then that will trigger your low self-worth and shame. See, I am no good. That will set up on the unconscious level, choosing Well, it depowers you. And you won't realize it, but you'll be choosing on an unconscious level not to take up opportunities or to undermine opportunities that would benefit you because your basic unconscious pattern, if you're beating yourself up all the time, was, I don't deserve that. I don't deserve that. And that will demote your enthusiasm for going out there and getting the big reward. You are downgrading your energy. So the opposite is if someone that really, really likes themselves, and this is not egoically, okay? Egoically is an arrogance. Arrogance always is based on its opposite, by the way. So someone that's arrogant is hiding from their low self-worth. And let me explain this. If you're walking around looking up at people, well, they're amazing. Well, then you're looking up which means you're putting yourself down and then if that's who you are you also play the opposite game which is look i am better than them i am above them look they're 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 worse than me that's all ego and that's what most people do okay when you like yourself you are just okay with who you are you understand your inherent goodness even if you make mistakes you understand you're doing the best you can you feel good about who you are, even though you're not perfect. Okay, so that's a sense of liking self. If you like self in the unegoic manner, what you do is you naturally want what's good for you and good for the people around
1: you. You'll naturally go for what's good for you. You believe you deserve it. Break out of ruts. Plateaus and problems, fast. Regardless of your role or position in life, business owner, investor, parent, employee, in a relationship, are you really comfortable with where you are? Are you being true to yourself and getting what you want? Feeling stuck, in a rut, challenged, time for a change? Are you living your greatest, most fulfilling life? Self-actualizing your strengths and gifts, problems to solve, If you'd like some help, Perry is here, with his rare, wizard-like people reading and facilitation skills. Perry can read you on multiple levels in seconds and immediately see what is undermining you, the best path forward for you and reveal solutions to present challenges, saving you time and money and getting you back on track fast. When you work with normal coaches, business coaches, and consultants, or even highly trained psychology professionals, it takes them many sessions just to get to know you enough to provide solutions. With Perry, it takes minutes. Book a free chat with Perry to see how he can help you by going to www.perrymarden.com.
0: Okay, so you can probably start to get this now. Uh, you, I work with clients day in and day out, and I'm telling you that these patterns will run a person's brain, how they think, or how they perceive opportunities or don't perceive the opportunities. So if you've got an inner punisher, uh, low level of deservability, your brain won't even see the thing that could really reward you, because it's wired not to, based on the unconscious pattern of low deservability. Where if you are highly, you like yourself and you have high deservability, you naturally look for and seek out and you will see the opportunities that reward you. I can't speak more highly of the unconscious belief system's ability to control what the brain sees. And this is what we call the reticular activating system, where we tend to see what aligns with our belief systems. We, we've got so much data coming at us that our brains can't take it all in. So something must be the organizing principle for what we allow in, and our belief structures will do that by controlling the reticular activating system. Uh, another psychological component involved with that is confirmation bias, which is we, we tend to see things that agree with our belief systems. So I want to take this a little bit further. To give you greater context to this, if you are the person that gives yourself a hard time, beats yourself up, uh, and then feels worse than. If you are a human being that is evolving lots in your life, what happens is you can only ever look back at the past and see massive mistakes. You can only see massive mistakes okay or small mistakes but you'll just see mistakes so as an example for me i would say i've evolved a lot in my life now what do i mean by that i mean so who i was is no longer who i am and i can say that in a multitude of ways i can i can see a multitude of ways that i am not who i was and in many ways i'm a superior version of myself and what I mean by superior, it means that I get better result than I used to get. I don't suffer in the same way as I used to suffer because I've changed the patterns that created that suffering. My relationships are amazing. My primary relationships in my family, especially my relationship with my wife, is incredible because I've evolved past old patterns, patterns that kept me separate from her, patterns that made me less efficient or effective as a father, less efficient and as effective as a business person, as an investor. All those areas of life have improved for me because I was willing to address the patterns that were creating the experiences and results I had back then. So, of course, if you were of Evolving lots, you look back at yourself two years ago and you think, oh my God, wow, I can't believe that that, that I was like that. Wow, look at that. Look at the mistakes I made. Because when you evolve, you're evolving towards deeper levels of your own perceived perfection for self based on who you want to be and where you want to go based on your moral, moral code and hopefully your heart. And so... You're moving past all these past behaviors that were more destructive, weren't as efficient. So looking back, you go, Oh, look at that, oh, I was terrible. Look at this, look at that. So if you beat if you it's easier almost to beat yourself up if you are a person who is wanting to evolve and grow, and you are evolving and growing, because you constantly look back and you can see, oh, I made all those mistakes. But if you look at this, back then you didn't know you were making those mistakes. It's only because you're an evolving human being that allows you to see that you made those mistakes. So they, they were even mistakes as a seats of people who spend years and years living out these dysfunctional behaviors in business or in their relationships. And they don't even want to see that they're making mistakes, that it's too hard on their ego. So they, they want to cover that up and feel right. People that evolve are questioning themselves double-checking their motives, double-checking their behaviours, and they've got models of how they would prefer to behave. So the reason I'm sharing this is that oftentimes people that are really interested in evolving and upgrading themselves as human beings are the ones that are the hardest on themselves because they really have models that they're aspiring to or they have reached and then they look back on the past and they go, oh no, I can't believe I was like that. Okay, really important. So working with this client this morning, another thing came apparent, more so when I left the, the, left the um, call with her, which I ran on Zoom, and that is this. I'm just going to talk about my own life for a second to put this in context. Um, oftentimes, people that have had hard lives, very challenging lives um they tend to grow and evolve the most not always but fairly often and so well I'm I'm going to find a better way of sharing this so when I was young I was ex- because of what I experienced growing up the misuse of power um I was a very, very angry human being and a very violent human being. And so violence and anger wasn't all I was, but there was a fair proportion of my personal consciousness, especially the personal consciousness that sort of live from a day-to-day basis because we only understand a percentage of our personal consciousness in reality. Um, and so I was always in fights. I wouldn't let people close to me. I didn't trust anyone because my underlying belief system was if, if, if people that love me do that to me, what does that mean about everybody else? Right? You, you just can't trust anyone. And then with the anger, and because of where I grew up, you had to fight overlay of violence. And by the time I was 17, I think it was, remember rightly, I was in uh, like Borstal for violent offending and I had to go to group training with all these big Maori gang members. um, And that was me. That's who I was. I did a whole bunch of horrible things. Horrible how I was as a result of that. And I used to beat myself up for that, give myself a hard time. Where I'm going with this and what I want to share with you is who I was is the reason for who I am today. Therefore, all those past supposedly horrible things that I did or was helped me evolve because I use those things wisely. At the time, and it's the same for everybody that's listening and watching this, you didn't mean to be anything other than what you were. that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you were nothing more than a reflection of your genetics. Nothing more than a reflection of your uh, conditioning that helped shape you. And that's what you lived out. So if I look back on the past, once I got over the beating myself up through some of the concepts I'm sharing with you here, understanding this, I I got to realize something, and this is what I'm going to share with you now. So all that violence, first of all, I want to say this. As I said, if you've come from a hard upbringing, it will have created some behavioral patterns and would have given you some life experiences that would have shaped you, your behaviors, in a way that sort of helped you survive. But in another way, they'll be sabotaging your life. So as an example, as I said, my violence helped me survive where I grew up. It helped me have power in an area where there was more of a warrior consciousness, which means I had to fight. So why not be a good fighter or have access to a lot of rage so you can fight? Okay, That makes you powerful. And as I said before, because of my upbringing, because of that, I couldn't trust him and I'd keep everyone away. So, what allowed me to survive, which was based on my belief systems, not get betrayed, so I don't get into any intimate relationships with the feminine, and uh, this violence has helped me navigate this masculine world where people do fight me and will fight me, that helped me survive. But I couldn't have good relationships. And I got to the point where I was sick of fighting. I found fighting horrible. Part of me loved it, by the way. Part of me didn't. So in having these experiences from the past of violence, of being beat up, of beating someone up, of not having good quality intimate relationships, I did that. I did it to death, so I know what that is like. And because I know what that is like, I can now make a decision. Well, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to to have this anymore. So I can start to work on myself. And as I start to work on myself, I start to evolve. And I start trialing new behaviors and embedding new behaviors into my uh, brain, rewiring
1: the way my brain works business owners have you ever seen a horse try to fly or a fish walk of course not but you have seen thousands of entrepreneurs and investors working in roles they were not designed for by nature that's called being out of alignment it's stressful hard work and not profitable introducing the entrepreneurs strength identifier an instant game changer for you and your business. The Entrepreneur's Strength Identifier reveals the entrepreneurial talents, strengths, and gifts that you already possess, that are imprinted on your DNA, and that you must leverage to hit your highest profit potential with joy, inspiration, and ease. This brings you into alignment with your most natural, instinctive wealth creation path, the one you must leverage and scale a greater profit and freedom find out more at parrymarden.com look for the entrepreneur's strength identifier
0: and so therefore all the horrible things i actually experienced as a person and the horrible things i became as a person have informed my evolution let's take this a little bit further at the same time i am now able and i was able to don't do this work anymore but but by the time I, I don't put my hand up saying, hey, I want to do this work, people just come and talk to me. They come and talk to me, they tell me their problems and they'd leave with some insight. And then they'd tell their friends and someone else would come and want to I ended, up, I ended up in business, by the way, because people wanted to come and talk to me. So um, after I cleaned up my own act, more and more and more, I wasn't judgmental of people that were violent. I understood why people were violent. I was okay with violence, meaning I could handle violent people because I knew what it was to be violent. I knew why I was violent. I had compassion for myself. It wasn't my fault I was violent, what I grew up with, okay? That just meant I didn't take responsibility for it, but that only happened when I started to waking up, well, I don't want to be like this anymore. And therefore, if someone turns up, which happened because I ended up working with a lot of thugs, street people, SAS soldiers that were traumatized, they'd turn up and I'd be like, oh, I'm fine with you, no judgment. You don't mean to be the way you are. I now know you want to do something about it. Let's go do something about it. So when you understand that when all your past mistakes, when you've learned from those past mistakes, you will evolve. And this is why I said before, people that have hard upbringings that tend to make more mistakes will tend to evolve more if they use that wisely. So really important to understand that the inner work required to shift the disposition from the self-punishment, from the inner critic, to forgiveness of self and developing compassion for oneself and what you've learned and how you've grown and how you've evolved as a result of being that horrible thing or making those terrible mistakes. It puts it in a completely different context. And in some ways, by the way, this is the awakening of the heart. So the more you accept self and can be okay with self, regardless of who you are and what's showing up for you, the better you are with other people, the less judgmental you are with other people, the more open-hearted you are in life. Really important to share that with you. So I hope that helps uh, some of you business owners or investors that give yourself a hard time for things you've done in the past, mistakes that you have made. It's just part of the evolutionary process. Those mistakes give you broad experiences, uh, allow you to grow, evolve, and also give you far greater compassion for other people that are struggling and in challenge. Uh, By the way, someone that's had a a life where they haven't made a lot of mistakes, uh, haven't been challenged a lot, oftentimes they're boring people, okay, they're boring, and they don't evolve lots because they haven't had a lot to evolve past, that's probably why they're boring. I don't mean that meanly, but they just haven't had expanded lives with lots of different experiences. I hope you get a lot from it. was more about emotions and belief systems, but uh, enjoyed sharing this with you. If you're interested, come and do a free strategy session with me. Yes, we'll be talking about business, unblocking your business and getting your business flying. You might want to talk to me about some of the behavioral and emotional issues that are getting in the way of you achieving what you want to achieve in business. I'm equally adept at working with that as well or giving you best-in-class strategies to grow a business as a leader, putting teams in place so that your team grow your business for you because my end desire for my clients is to make way more profit, have way more free time so that they can spend time with their families and doing the things that they love. See you next time. Catch ya.